Hello, and welcome to the second season of The Decisive Table. This episode is the fourth and final part of a conversation I had with Dr. Phil Manfield, EMDR legend and creator of The Flash Technique. If you'd like to see the contents, please look at the blurb below the video. We get into some really cool topics, including uh, Ad de Jong's EMDR 2.0. And I say, oh, it would be really great if I could have Ad de Jong and Susie Matison on here. And guess what, guys? Happy 2024. They are scheduled for April. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. We really had a lot of fun. One of one of the folks I hope to have on um, um, is um, Ad de Jong. Uh, who I've gone back and forth with by email a, a few mm. times mm. Um, over different things related to EMDR 2.0, which for mm. years was my like primary weapon. I, 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 uh-huh. I, uh, I uh, and I use that term literally because it, it's like a fist fight, you know, I mean, it's like a fist fight. You dig out the helplessness and you just help the client. Well, beat the I, I, of them. I, I believe in starting with exposure therapy. Right. That was my question that I was getting to because, um, and I wanted to ask you more generally about your interactions with him recently, because I just looked at his article preparing for this, uh, for this episode on flash with, uh, Susie Matison, And, uh, it was remarkable. The comparison to EMDR, the 2021 article. I believe that ad is doing flash hmm. and okay, here um, we go. All right. Great. I mean, he basically has some very sophisticated distraction techniques. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I've questioned him about, he shows that video where he's dancing in front of the guy and they're humming something (laughs) and he's moving, the guy's moving their eyes. and They're doing all this stuff. At one time I said to Odd, well, uh, do you actually believe the guy is still thinking of their trauma? when you're doing all that and he said oh yeah i asked him <laughs> we asked him he said yeah always had the trauma in mind i don't believe it i don't believe you can have a guy dancing and singing and moving their eyes and all these things and still be focused on the trauma mm-hmm. so i i uh, you know i i i think it's flash and, mm-hmm. you know, we've gone around in circles. He's basically said, yeah, well, um, maybe it's just ling- linguistics here. And, <laughs> uh, you know, I call it distraction and he calls it. Um, yeah, working um, memory taxation. Yeah, working memory taxation. Exactly. But yeah. uh, and, and he's also said in writing <laughs> that he thinks that there's something different going on with flash than is going on with working memory taxation. And then he said, and you can quote me on this. <laughs> so I'm quoting him. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know what would be happening with his working memory taxation that would not be explained by flash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it's think just, it's... it's just that flash doesn't involve the part where he's doing the exposure. Right. 
Right. Now, on the other hand, if you start with someone who's not connected, hasn't yet connected to the disturbance, then flash won't work. Mm -hmm. The precise, I was speaking about uh, mental level, right? This ability to connect with the disturbance at all, whether you're activated by it or not. Well, yeah. except that you can say to someone, uh, like an OCD person, you can mm -hmm. say, um, boy, you know, you, I know you don't step on cracks. I know you do this, you do that, because there's something there that you really don't want to have happen. Mm -hmm. They go, yeah. And okay, I'm done with the exposure part of it. Now we move on to the uh, the distraction part, the, the flash part. Right. And it works a lot of the time. I, so I, I agree, something has to cause subliminal retrieval. If you don't get the subliminal retrieval, even if they don't know that they've retrieved the memory, but if you don't get some subliminal retrieval, mm -hmm. I think you run into processing just uh, uh, not working. Right. You mentioned EMDR being a good detector. And that's why I mentioned you know, like using flash as that. It's like, okay, well, we got to do some more resourcing in some way. Um, th that was, you actually ran into my very last question for you, which yeah. like I've been dying to ask this for a couple of years now. Because uh, I, I saw two, November, I remember it was Thanksgiving because I was at my best friend's house in Nashville. Um, November 2021, I did uh, kind of a flash refresher just to see yeah. what what you had that was new yeah, when it was changed? Like, oh you had a, well a lot had changed and yeah. um it, one of the things that you said was a fellow in a training said i have ocd this might be that's right difficult and it does flash and you say well you know it's difficult with emdr so i have like a 50 percent success rate with emdr and ocd i'm not a specialist i recognize there are people who are but we say with, the same thing. We have with, about a 50% success rate. With Flash. I was wondering about that. Okay, all right. Because you said that the easy part is you don't have to focus on the thing that you're avoiding, which with EMDR, you are to a degree asking them to start with that. And I went and I told uh, Jesse Rappaport, I said, you're not going to believe this. Dr. Manfield is saying that Flash can cure OCD. And he said, are you kidding? This is like the domain of like, clinical psychologists who specialize in this stuff. So I was, I was going to ask you about the development of flash with OCD, how that compares to treatment of OCD with um, exposure techniques and EMDR in terms of efficacy and um, efficiency. Uh, I don't have an answer. I just know our experience and, and we're like you, we're not, we're not experts in OCD, mm -hmm. but I would say the combined experience of uh, Lewis and I, is that we get magical results about half the time. And magical results mean, you know, we don't spend uh, seven or eight sessions processing each trigger, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. We spend one session and boom, OCD is gone. Right. You're going after the the heart of it, is what you said in the training. The, the yeah, thing, because the uh, with other therapies, you can't process the thing that the person's trying to avoid because they're trying to avoid it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're going through a whole bunch of different rituals, you're really intent on avoiding it. Mm 
And so most of these therapies are just not going to give you access. And the therapies that seem to work are the therapies that focus on the uh, the triggers. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So, um, so wow, I could, I could, uh, I, I hope to have um, uh, Professor Vanderhart on here. Mark Mark Nickerson is going to introduce him to me. I just, just the haunt itself changed my the course of my career, and uh, mm. so this is a bit to be continued because the the SDPs, you know, sort of conceives this as a set of phobias, a sort of almost an OCD um, type uh, phenomenon of uh, substitute actions instead of you know as a as a way of avoiding the purpose of the apparently normal personality is to avoid thinking of these things that do not want to be thought about and oh. uh i guess that's going to have to be a to be continued conversation with you because that's what i'm that's that's what this podcast is kind of an investigation of where do these things meet yeah well right? i would and love I to do a clinical trial with a bunch of ocd Mm-hmm. uh clients because um um everything we have now is anecdotal i mean i can list i can list four or five ocd clients who had miraculous recovery mm-hmm. from the ocd and no no recidivism um and lewis can do about the same and yet i can also think of people that I did the process with them and you know I mean it might have helped some but it it wasn't it wasn't earth shaking that's for sure yeah. and as I say I'm it's not my specialty so yeah. um <laughs> you know when something's not your specialty and you're getting some results that don't make <laughs> sense you leave it to someone who has that specialty to try to figure yeah. out what's happening. Well, hopefully one of those jokers is listening. So uh, yeah. we'll see yeah. we'll See about that. Okay. So one last question. Mm-hmm. Can't, I, I, I'm going to come up with questions. <laughs> all this. Would you like, would you like to come back on the podcast sometime and continue? Would you have time for that? Uh, like the next you year mean or after something everything like I've, I've said has been shredded by other people. Oh, for goodness <laughs> sake. Like somebody's somebody's got to shut <laughs> somebody's got to shred their stuff no no my yeah. hope my hope is to find points of agreement but i'd love to have you back on because i've i've got you know i've asked like a quarter of that you know uh-huh. so but but hopefully well, hopefully sure. we'll have you back sure, on this, the this has been uh awesome. it's been fun yeah it's, I, I uh i i i, I enjoyed your trainings every time I took them because I just I just have kind of the same way of the same way of presenting and um but um so final part in question yeah by the way the the website for flash isn't really the EMDR videos it's it's www.flashtechnique.com yes that's where people would find trainings in flash right pre-recorded now as well right yeah not just, well not just you know it, yeah the people who sign up mm-hmm. can watch the video of the previous training mm-hmm. and go live to the next one so right. they get a they get a twofer yep yep my colleague did that same thing more so, to come in the second half of this conversation 
To explore taking the Flash Technique trainings, go to flashtechnique.com. And for Phil's incredible videos of EMDR and Flash, go to emdrvideo.com to learn more about Dr. Manfield or to see his publications. Go to philipmanfield.com 1L. If you're enjoying this conversation and you're a clinician treating complex trauma or a student learning how, email dissociativetable at gmail.com to join the discussion on the clinician's only discussion board. So the question is, the final question, okay, the, the proof's in the pudding, right? I wonder what famous psychologist said that, but mm-hmm. the um, outcome studies on flash, mm-hmm. how long do they go, right? Like, because I get I mean, folks- what's, what's the follow-up? What is, what, how long are you following up? What is, what is the- Well, we have the one- the longest outcome? The longest is a year and a half follow-up. Okay. And- um, we we have a, a study that hasn't yet been published because it's been uh, rejected a few times. And basically, there's no control. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I read one article about how psychologists don't understand research. And <laughs> I, I, I do think it's true. You know, there's all this research about exposure therapy, how it, how the research shows that it works and the research shows that it works as well as EMDR. But meanwhile, 30% of the subjects dropped out and the researcher didn't even consider them to be part of the data. And then, oh, well, look, we did as well as EMDR when you forget about that 30%. And then someone did a follow-up, got the list of people who dropped out and contacted them. And said, why'd you drop out? And a very large percent of them said, I was getting worse. Right. So, I mean, how can you do a study in which 30% drop out and you're not interested in them? You're not interested in finding out what their experience was. So uh, I'm I'm, I'm getting into one of my pet peeves, but um, uh, psychologists want to see uh, controls, but Basically, you know, you don't start with controlled studies. I mean, fortunately, we have some RCTs for flash, but mm-hmm. um, this study that's been rejected a number of times, it's got 829 subjects from three continents, and they got incredible effects from flash, but they got the study got rejected because there was no control. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you get someone who has something very disturbing and it gets even half as disturbing after eight or 10 or 15 minutes. That's worth noting. I don't care if you got a control. That's not placebo. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I love I, I, I have thought the same thing and I'm, I, I just had to crack up when when somebody you said somebody actually tracked down the dropouts from the yeah, yeah, yeah. study. That's a recent. But, yeah. Recent paper. The um, and, and since that paper was published, they stopped publishing these exposure studies mm-hmm. where they ignore the dropouts. All right. Well, my hope for my hope for uh, the folks listening uh to this today which it'll still be divided up into multiple episodes for the reason i'm going to mention is um you know research is wonderful research informs everything that 
that I do as uh, you know, I mean, at the Institute, we take pride in teaching the research. This is, this is the, the protocol that the research is based off of. That's the reason why people, you know, kind of bought EMDR and so on, but your average clinician in my area, I have this very special situation that allows me to do this kind of stuff and focus on complex trauma and be a facilitator and all of that. Mm -hmm. But most of these guys are just trying to keep their head above water and they're facing the clients that I face with just trying to pay the bills. They don't have time. They don't have the money to subscribe to journals, much less the time to read articles and um, somehow garner useful techniques. And it just kind of struck me, you know, back in the day, you know, like Freud and Breuer and all these guys that we kind of idolize, you know, they're primitive research was more like a conversation like we're having now um and just sharing ideas that would possibly lead to lead to more formal research and so i just hope that some of those folks can listen to some of the things you've said today and either go take the flash training um or just become curious and speak to somebody who's trained in flash but after that start thinking about how that applies to the methods that they use and maybe yeah, send you an email just, about it. Just have the experience in a practicum so that they know what happens when flash gets applied. And then they can start thinking of, oh, how does that experience fit with the experience I'm giving my clients? Mm -hmm. Well, hopefully you'll get an email from whatever the, whatever schema guy is on here. Well, and they'll I, say, I you would, know what? I, I'd my goodness. It. I, 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 I integrated this. You've got to hear this. So yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That'd be great. All right. So, uh, so uh, I could, and then I we, could talk all night. But... And those people will probably invite them to present at the next flash. Conference. At the next flash. <laughs> Cause that, right. we're looking for people who are able to talk about how they apply flash to different kinds of clients and different kinds of techniques. You know, I love that about Flash. I went to a certain conference. I won't mention the conference. It's very well known. But once somebody found out I was certified in EMDR, I lost a friend. I mean, mm -hmm. for goodness sakes, I love that the Flash community, like the EMDR community, is accepting of new ideas. And so I hope that people will, um, will either contact me um, or, uh, or or want to come on and share their own their own thoughts. So, again, thank you so much for your time. Dr. Manfield. You're very um, welcome. My pleasure. I, it's it's uh, you've pleasurable you've, ha having this conversation. Uh, you've been an important figure in in um, in uh, in my own career, and uh, thank you once again. All right. Very welcome. Again, a huge thanks to Dr. Manfield for doing this interview, and for uh, being the first guest on the first season of this program. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and thank you to the band Crack Machine for sponsoring the Dissociative Table podcast. They have a new album out. You can check that out at bandcamp.com. They've generously donated the rights to their music in support of increased access globally to effective trauma treatment. Thanks. We'll see you next time on the Dissociative Table.